is the Fade Five Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons. Brad, the big noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. Tis indeed uh, the Fade Five Podcast presented by Suave Cito Tequila. And I'm going to pick up about a dozen bottles. I'm uh, about to head to Las Vegas, Nevada, get ready for the opening rounds of the NCAA tournament. Uh, new shows every single day uh, we're taping uh, live on the line at the Mandalay Bay. So if you're in the area, if you're uh, visiting and in the vicinity, come say hi to yours truly and our crew. And spiritually, of course, Nathaniel Lundy is going to be there. Uh, and uh, hopefully we're going to be in lockstep. Tonight, uh, we've got uh, no another round of playing games. Uh, unfortunately, I missed yesterday on Mississippi State. Last second shot wide open for the win. Clank, uh, which is very typical. I, that was a nutty game. And, and congratulations to you, uh, Lundy, because you went 2-0. Uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, depending upon what you got the line at, I had on a money line, so I was fine there. But it, it closed at some books in minus four, other books in minus three and a half. So it was right there. Uh, perfectly crafted by the sports books and handicapped. Uh, and then that Mississippi State game, they bludgeoned the Bulldogs did, the Panthers on the board by 20, by 20. But the downside of the Bulldogs all season long was uh, putting Bull through the basket, uh, hoops 101, and they failed. So way to go, Lundy. Pittsburgh plus 105, baby. I took them on the money line at plus 105. I got uh, I got the Islanders uh, at a minus three and a half with a little hat tip to Robert Earl Keene there at Corpus Christi yep. Bay, two and zero, oh, which means I am screwed tonight, my friend. Well, you are. So uh, how about you bat leadoff since uh, you're blazing hot, running on a mini <laughs> heater to begin uh, this March Madness season. What do you got in Dayton tonight? Another round of play. Games. Well, first of all, uh, Texas Southern has done this now three years in a row. They have been a part of a play-in game. They have won the last two. I say they make it three in a row. So I'm taking wow. Texas Southern just on the money line, uh, which is a minus 145. And then uh, in the second game, I think you and I, I don't know if you and I are in agreement on this one. I'm all about the Sun Devils. I'm taking well, ASU. We're, we're, we're kind of in agreement. So uh, I'll just give you my play because I uh, one game parlayed at BetMGM. Okay. And what I decided to do is I took Nevada up to plus six and a half. And I took the total up to 142 and a half and then slammed the under on the total. Uh, so that works out to plus 110. Uh, I actually put that together at DraftKings. So, I mean, we both could be right. I think it's going to be a nip and tuck affair. Arizona State has a problem scoring the Rock. The number 309 in EFG offense, uh, very similar to a Mississippi State team. Very good defensively, uh, like the Bulldogs showed last night. Uh, and they're very good at uh, forcing miscues and turnovers in the opposition. But uh, Nevada, uh, better defensively. Uh, they don't cough up the basketball a whole lot. And really, I think what this is going to boil down to is uh, the battle of the seven-footers. Will Baker for Nevada and Warren Washington for ASU. Both these guys shooting right around 60% from two. So whoever gets the upper hand in that mano-a-mano matchup is probably going to emerge victorious, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. No, I don't think it will be either. And going back to that Texas Southern game, by the way, I think the total moved by something like nine points in the course of about yeah. 24 hours. Uh, and so I, I love when it first came out, I was like, oh, over. 
over baby take the over and then the total went all the way up to 146 i think it might even be at 147 at some books at this point because i think defense is going to be optional tonight uh in the game with a farley 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 uh farley dickinson uh there with texas southern but hey Texas Southern's been there. I said this could be three years in a row that they get themselves out of the play-in games there in Dayton. I just want to, like, have they bought, like, a VRBO or something like that at this point? Because they're <laughs> living in Dayton every March. Well, I, I do have a slight lean with Fairleigh Dickinson on the money line, to be honest oh. with you. I get seduced by that juice at plus 110. I don't know if you noticed their personnel, Lundy, but they have the smallest backcourt in the country. They go oh, yeah. five foot eight with Dimitri Roberts and five foot nine with Grant Singleton. But the guys make a ton of threes and combined, they're shooting like 86% from the charity stripe. So uh, that dynamic Muggsy awesome. Bogues like duo. Uh, could do some damage off the bounce against a Texas Southern some, team that's pretty good defensively. Some Spud Web flashbacks, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. happening here. Totally. By the way, uh, folks, before we press and make the uh, big voice guy say things, Brad does not know this because I have not told him. I have some fun props that I'm going to put him on the spot, completely blind when we get to bonus time. So listen all the way through or watch all the way through today's pod because Brad does not know that I'm about to do this to him in bonus time. We're going to put him on the spot with some first-round uh, tournament specials. I want to see where his take is. So uh, do not uh, do not touch that dial, uh, as they used to say. Yeah, uh, flying blind right into the nearest mountain. Guaranteed. Stick around. You want that, but let's get after it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Numero Cinco, and uh, these are all of the first-round matches being played on Friday. Uh, those are being featured here in the Fade Five today, and let's start off with a two-leg alt-line parlay, and let's see if Lundy is willing to partay with me on this one. I'm going to take uh, the Yukon Huskies uh, down from their line, which I believe is like nine and a half, ten and a half at some of the books, at minus six and a half on that alt spread. And Providence, I'm going to boost up to plus nine. A lot of rumors right now that Ed Cooley's entertaining the Georgetown gig. Is that going to play a factor mentally with his guys? Uh, both those legs hit. Huskies minus six and a half. Friars never fate the Friars plus nine. It's plus 117 at DraftKings Sports. A little background on UConn. I got them picked in my Final Four, my analytical bracket for a reason. One of the most balanced teams in the country. Top 40 EFG offense and defense. Uh, and they played well in road neutral environments. They have the size. They have the guard play. Hawkins uh, gets buckets. Sunogo is a beast in the post. I think it's just going to be too much. Uh, for an undersized Iona team, despite the brilliance of Rick Patino, who also has his name rumored to be in that Georgetown or maybe a St. John's gig here in the near future. And yes, he looks like a vampire every time I see him interviewed. Uh, meanwhile, Providence, um, I, I've always liked this team for uh, the most part this season. Uh, they haven't played particularly good basketball or road neutral games this year, uh, north of 110 EFG offense and EFG defense. Uh, but I like the personnel, and more importantly, I love the storyline of Bryce Hopkins. Remember, 
He played at Kentucky sparingly last year, kid from Chicago, highly recruited dude, uh, and then transferred to Providence. So he might be slightly motivated to put up some crooked numbers in this affair. Uh, And Croswell as well is a guy that gets the job done in the post, and they're going to have to really step up against Oscar Shibwe as uh, Kentucky's generating a second-chance opportunity, right around 40% of their possessions on the season. So uh, I think Providence, again, on an old spread, will keep this nice and snug enough. Uh, They will not lose this sucker by nine or more points. So, again, fade or follow on the Sule Alt line parlay. UConn minus six and a half. Providence plus nine, plus 117 on the safety play at DraftKings. What do you say, Lundy? Uh, I can follow on this one. I like what you did with UConn there. I love the idea of bouncing Providence up on uh, on You Bet the Bracket, the TV show that you were kind enough to join me for yesterday. Uh, and if you're in the Rocky Mountain region or you've got the regional networks, there's a ton of replays. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, I think tonight, uh, in addition to running all afternoon, I think it's running at like two in the morning. So if you get to <laughs> awesome. Vegas, if you get to Vegas, Brad, and you're just shit hammered uh, and and are awake, uh, you'll you'll you're gonna wake up to a nightmare because it'll be my mug on the television. Um, <laughs> so I like to so on, on on the show, I said that my play with UConn was to use it in a parlay because I just didn't like the spread as it sat. Uh, against Iona. Um, I didn't like it at the eight and a half. I was like, just make UConn, like take them on the money line and then make them a part of a parlay instead because the money line was at a minus 450. So I like what you've done here in terms of bringing it down. I'm a little nervous that that UConn might need to be at a five and a half instead Mm. of a six and a half. I'll be honest. I might bring it down. It's going to put it closer to even money. Uh, than the plus 117 you're at. But I might get myself just a little bit of a buffer there with UConn. I've seen this so many times. Teams that I like to make it to the Final Four, that first-round game, that first-round game is always the one that you go, God, they just barely snuck by. And then what happens? They just just bulldoze everybody for the rest of the rounds. Yeah, a two-play payday potentially with a couple of Big East participants. I'm down. Number four. All right, here's one that uh, really shocked me when I saw how low this number was, and I'm slamming the over on it. Gonzaga, team total, 86.5 points. Pulled this one from DraftKings at minus 110. And, folks, you might want to grab this if you're listening to the podcast right away because this sucker is going to spike, whether in uh, the juice or whether in the actual number itself. Uh, They're taking on Grand Canyon, and we know what the recipe for Gonzaga is. uh, Scoring prolifically, uh, one of the most efficient teams in the country. In fact, uh, since February 1st, they are number one, are the Zags, in Bart Torvik's overall efficiency standings, and number one specifically in effective field goal percentage offense. Uh, They are netting a redonkulous 62.7% inside the arc, and 39.4% outside of it. Uh, we know defense uh, hasn't exactly you know, moved the meter for them this season. Number 191, those uh, affairs, again, since February 1st in EFG defense. Uh, but they uh, prefer a faster pace, number 110 in the country, and adjusted tempo, uh, according to Bartorvik.com. Now, GCU... Uh, over the same date range since February 1st, number nine in EFG offense and a respectable number 39 in EFG defense, giving up just 48.3% from two and 29.6% from three. Prefer a little bit of a slower pace, number 234 in adjusted tempo during that stretch. But you know the Zags are going to rev the engine 
They got oodles of talent at every single position. And honestly, for maybe the first time in like a decade, I think they're playing as kind of an underdog, you know, under the radar. They're clearly heavy favorite in this game, but people are giving them the headlines that really talking them up uh, because they've been so lackluster on the defensive side. But defense is very optional in this game. As a result, I think the Zags are hanging at least a 90 spot. So I'm taking the over 86 and a half team total points against GCU minus 110 at DraftKings. Fade or follow. Um, hold on, because I got distracted this morning um, unloading my bank account onto this bet. <laughs> um, by the way, a quick update for you. It's actually moved to minus 105. The juice has gone the other direction this morning. Really? Yeah. That's people weird. Are, people are taking the under. I, Dude, I'm all up. Drew, Timmy had the shits or something? Yeah, I don't know. Like some bad Taco Bell. I don't know exactly what happened, but something weird <laughs> is going on with this one. Um, So I actually, when I was checking out what you were uh, planning on talking about here on the Fade 5 today, um, I actually immediately went online and, and dropped a unit bet on this one. So uh, I... I I don't know what they're thinking. I, I'm with you. I think they drop a 90 spot. Um, I mean, folks, it, this this game has the potential to finish like uh, 95 to 70. I mean, it, it really does. Uh, GCU loves to score. Uh, yep. They were our popular play because what did they do? 13 in a row at home where they over, the over 70% of the time this season, they hit the over. Yeah, they just they don't care. They're not interested in playing defense. They just want to run up and down the court with you. Um, you know, they're basically like a bunch of five year olds playing soccer. They're just they're just moving up and down the field. Uh, so take this one. Uh, and like I said, if you're listening early enough, uh, DK's dropped it to minus one hundred five. So go get yourself an extra a couple of points of juice. That's yeah, all about that V word value with the Zags. Run, boys, run. Number three. All right. That's a bit of a Joe public pick, uh, but Lenny and I are on board with it. Well, you know, to be honest with you, so is Texas A&M Corpus Christi. It was like 91% of the public spread ticket action was on the Islanders, minus a three and a half, and uh, over 90% of the handle was on that minus three and a half as well. And you saw what happened. They got the cover. So sometimes Joe public does get it right. Uh, don't necessarily get seduced by that split ticket action. And uh, that does not apply here in this case because we are all about, at least I am, uh, the fight Antonio Gates, the fighting Julian Edelman's, uh, who I only know from the Verizon commercials and nothing else. It's all about Ken State plus four and a half against the Indiana Hoosiers. And if you've seen my uh, gut bracket, my analytical bracket, any bracket I posted on social media, I don't have a single Big Ten team reaching the Sweet 16, and it's for good reason. They got bad draws, and it's generally been an underperforming conference, I think, outside of Purdue for much of the year, and I think they're going to live down to that expectation. But I love the golden flashes here, plus the points against Indiana. Yes, Indiana's got Jackson Davis. Yes, Indiana also has Huchifino, but who's going to be that third guy for the Hoosiers? Is it going to be Ray Thompson? Is it going to be Galloway? Uh, they're so inconsistent in that realm at least uh, puzzlingly have played here down the stretch. You look at Kent State, meanwhile, 13-6 and six this season to row neutral games. Uh, Ho-hum, number 160 in EFG offense, but that is not the name of their game. It's all about defense. They were number one in seven different defensive categories in action this year, according to KenPom.com. And in those row neutral fairs, number 28 in the nation in EFG defense, giving up just 48.7% inside the arc, 
and 29.9% outside of it. They force uh, oodles of turnovers, 22.4% of opponent possessions. It's number 12 in the country. So if the miscues mount up uh, for the Indiana Hoosiers and, you know, they're going to be challenged, they're going to be contested shots. If they're not hitting them over those extended arms of Kent State consistently and Jackson Davis, you know, a guy who's a really, uh, I think, mastered his passing game, doesn't find those creases uh, to reach the open man and some of those easy conversions. And I think they're going to be tough against this defense that really muddies the waters. Uh, they, uh, you know, congeal inside. They're going to collapse on Jackson Davis, and they're going to make it a tough time for him to either dish the ball off or score. So, once again, fade or follow Kent State plus four and a half. Uh, will sincere voices carry? Uh, get the job done for his Kent State Golden Flashes against IU minus 110 at MGM. Uh, we discussed this on yesterday's television program. You're not allowed to sing. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, a jam. I, I love Till Tuesday, man. Uh, you and I are in lockstep on this one. We talked about it yesterday on the TV show. We like this one in the Midwest West region. Indiana has sucked against the spread. They've only covered twice in their last eight games. Uh, end of story. I'm sorry. Uh, the Hoosiers, not only have they struggled against the spread, Oh, my goodness, did the Hoosh get hosed in their draw in the tournament uh, because they are stuck with this. If they happen to make it past here, they've got to play either Miami or Drake. I mean, yeah, this is ugly. So, yeah, give me uh, give me Kent State to cover this one all diggity day long. And I, I, I said it on the show yesterday. I've actually got a half unit on Kent State to win it straight up. Oh, hush, give it down now. Voices carry. Number two. All right. Uh, I apologize for reaching that octave and shattering glasses in the process. Uh, but a team that could bust your bracket tonight if you were uh, buying or uh, on Friday, if you were buying the narrative that I can't fade Tom Izzo in Michigan State. They always rise the occasion in March. I say no, they don't. And that is not going to happen on Friday. I'm going to go SGP building a little cushion. Baby's party does party. They tap the cake and get the W. But I like the Trojans on an alt line at plus five and a half. And I'm going to play the total up to 146 and a half. And I am going to tuck under. So USC plus five and a half under 146 and a half. That's plus 110 at DraftKings Sportsbook. And they look at SC, a team, uh, they have disruptive length. Uh, and they are 7-8 and eight in road neutral games this season. Offense, uh, you know, they're not uh, blowing anybody away by any search of the imagination. Number 150 in those road neutral affairs, EFG offense. But number five in the nation in EFG defense, allowing just 42.4% from two and 39 or 32.9% from three. They generate a lot of second chance opportunities over 31% of the time. You look at Michigan State. Out of Sissoko, outside of him, they really don't have a whole lot of uh, size. Hauser gets his hands dirty at times and, and you know uh, accumulates some of the rebounds. But generally speaking, they're just vanilla uh, statistically. Number 160 in row neutral games in EFG offense. Number 153 in row neutral games in EFG defense. This is going to be a slow, grinded out affair. And again, with Drew Peterson, with Boogie Ellis, those hands high and that length of USC is going to cause nothing but headaches for Michigan State unless they're draining some outside shots. And they do uh, really relish the mid-range game. But, uh, again, USC plus five and a half on this SGP. 
and the under 146 and a half plus 110 at DraftKings. Lundy is the left coast the best coast. Fader follow. Uh, I'm gonna follow, but I, you know, your your huevos are pickled uh, at the moment. <laughs> I, uh, always, I'm, I'm nearly 45. Of course, they're pickled. I. I'm getting the exact same odds because I just flat out took USC on the money line at plus 110. Um, so I like the idea that you're backing this uh, up with an SGP that pays out the same. Um, don't mind this play at all. 78% of the money is on Michigan State with the spread. The public doesn't want to fade Izzo. Fade Izzo. I'm just, I don't believe in this team. Um, I like SC, even though they've struggled in their last 10 games, only four and six against the spread. But I think this is a matchup that the Trojans will take advantage of. So fade Izzo, quit buying the narrative. For shizzo, my Izzo? Nah, bro. Nah. Number one. Uh, number uno, Friday NCAA tournament games, another public pick. And, uh, you know, again, sometimes Joe Public does get it right. So is that an automatic fade? And that is certainly the case here. Give me BCU Ram it! Uh, with uh, the former fighting Shaka Smarts, uh, plus four and a half. Take it on St. Mary's and those Gales, minus 110. At BetMGM. And I don't know if uh, you saw the WCC final, uh, but it kind of gave you a clue, some breadcrumbs uh, that were dropped uh, to the biggest weakness of the Gales, and that is dealing with pressure. And it's not exactly like Gonzaga was applying a Press Virginia style or full court pressure by any stretch of the imagination. It was token basic pressure, and St. Mary's could not figure it out. They couldn't penetrate it. Even with Aiden Mahaney, Outstanding freshman guard they have that's probably going to be collecting a fat check in the NBA down the road, uh, and that is problematic against VCU. They're going to have to figure it out in a hurry because this is the a team that lives and thrives and excels off creating chaos and pressure. That same, um, you know, true chaos that uh, Shaka Smart uh, employed years ago is instilled and is still being. Uh, employed by this team year in and year out. They force an opponent turnover 22.3% of the time. And row neutral games, they are 12 and 4 straight up. Number 47 EFG defense, not terrible offensively in those row neutrals. Number 73 in EFG offense, shooting over 50% from two and uh, close to 36% from three. Uh, if you look at St. Mary's, you know the name of their game. It's also playing defense. But interestingly, they are number 54 an EFG defense, so not as locked down as you think in row neutral affairs this season. And on top of that, number 94, uh, ho-hum, an effective field goal percentage offense, shooting 48.9% from two, but better from three at 36.4%. Again, it's all about the pressure, and it's all about emphasizing a sped up tempo. If you get St. Mary's uncomfortable and the Zags uh, were known to do that and speed them up because they're number 361 in the country and adjust the tempo, uh, they have brain farts and they make mistakes. And I think that's going to be the case in this game. Mary's uh, may somehow pull this out, Randy Bennett and company, uh, but I do like VCU plus now four and a half. This line has climbed and opened at three and a half. Uh, in this matchup, minus 110 at BetMGM. Lundy, fade or follow, does VCU vanquish the Gales? Uh, yes, I say that they do. I will follow on this one as well. Same pick that I made on the show yesterday. Gales not covering down the stretch. 
Uh, not very good against the spread. I just think this is a matchup. BCU should be able to take advantage of. Um, you know, Gonzaga was the cream of the crop in the West Coast Conference, especially in that championship game. I know St. Mary's gave him a headache kind of midseason, but then I think uh, we started to see things normalize, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, and we saw uh, St. Mary's go where they uh, should be. So give me the Rammies. Give me Virginia Commonwealth. Uh, to be able to take care of business here. I'll take them plus the four and a half. Other way that I like this one, by the way, is to take VCU up to, say, seven and a half and then go grab another alt line, uh, particularly with somebody that you like. Um, could even be a, a, a Thursday game, for example. Uh, like we could get into, uh, uh, you know, you could go grab Drake, for example. Take some extra points with Drake, maybe. Uh, but go find yourself another alt line that you like. Put it with this one and bump VCU up just a little bit in case the Gales figure it out. But I'm with you at four and a half. I'm definitely with you if you want to outline this. Yeah, if you're going to outline, avoid that uh, pushing and employ the cushion. And speaking of employing some additional wagers, it's bonus time. Lundy, what do you have for me? Uh, whether on a hump day edition of this podcast, and I'm assuming you got some hockey action or some additional action, maybe the NIT, the NBA. Well, first of all, just a, a quick one for anybody that actually is listening to this on Wednesday for Hump Day Hockey tonight. Give me a two leg for uh, uh, for points here. We just need a point out of each of these guys. Kale McCarr uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. He's on a five game streak right now, including three. That's right, Uno dos Trace, three assists in Monday night's affair. And then give me Ryan Hartman of the Minnesota Wild for a point as well. Hartman on a line with Kirill Kaprizov out uh, for the Wild right now. It's Hartman's line that needs to be able to try to step up for Minnesota. They're on the road against the Blues. Um, talk about a team that's just giving up goals left and right. That's the St. Louis Blues right now. So in a game that I think is going to be high scoring, um, I'm going to go with a player prop there. So Ryan Hartman of the Wild, Kale McCarr of the Avs. Put those two together. Each of them get a point. You're sitting at plus 170 in DraftKings. Uh, so that's for Wednesday night. Now, I told you I was going to put Brad on the spot right there. <laughs> Bam. On the spot. So he does not know that I'm throwing these his way. I did not tell him this prior to the podcast. So, Brad, are you ready? I've got some. These are tournament specials. These are available at DraftKings. I just want you to rapid fire, top of mind, kind of like you did with your first version of the bracket, right? Just gut feel of where you think these particular uh, tournament opportunities are going to land. First of all, Brad, who will be the first number one seed to lose? Uh, it's going to be Purdue in the round of uh, 32 to the Memphis Tigers. I'm going to feature in the Team Cuevas Parlay play here in a minute. All right. You can get that at plus 240 oh, at yeah. DraftKings for Purdue to be the first team to lose. By the way, the lowest odds, KU at plus one. <laughs> 50. Really? Brad, the uh, there's a little bit of juice to this one, depending upon which way that you go. How many seed upsets will there be in the first round? So this is not based on the spreads, folks. This is just yeah. based on will a higher seed beat the lower seed, right? So like, does will that I count eight, nine games as well? Yes. So oh. if a nine beats an eight, a 10 beats a seven, et cetera. So this has nothing to do with whether it's an upset according to the spread. Because, for example, Utah State is a 10 seed, but they're actually favored. That kind of thing. Okay. The over under in the first round. So Thursday and Friday is eight and a half. Ooh. 
Uh, with the seven tens and the eight nines, oh man, that's a really good number. I, you know, if it was a wider disparity, like starting with six elevens on down, I would take uh, the under like four and a half. I think there's going to be uh, three to four in that vicinity for uh, that uh, particular instance. But for this one, I say under. I think there'll be seven exactly. So, Brad, the good news you've got there is that the eight and a half is way juiced to the over. If you take the under, it is plus 125. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Or take there the could value. be eight or fewer. So there's the V word again that we were just talking about uh, in uh, the value. All right, Brad, the number of games in round one that will go to overtime. The over under is just one and a half. Over. Over, over, absolutely. Given that parity is reigning supreme in college basketball, I think you're going to have a lot of nip and tuck affairs. And as a result, that enhances the chances of an extra session. So, yeah, take the over. Uh, that one is at a minus 135. So a little bit of juice, but not too bad. All right, last one for you, Brad. The sum of the seeds for the final four. Over, <clears throat> under, 13 and a half. Now, before you give me your answer, let me tell you that in the last 10 years, if I take that 13 and a half over, under, it is exactly 50-50. It's been over that five times. It's been under that five times. The average sum of the seeds to make the final four in the last 10 final fours, so technically 11 years because I took 2020 out. So the last 10 final fours, the average is 13.8. Interesting. I'm taking the under. Uh, I'm going to follow my analytical bracket. I've got a one seed. That's Bama. I've got Duke as a five seed. That's easy math. That's six on the left side of the bracket. Texas as a two on the right side. UConn uh, as a four on the right side. Also six. So you're at 12. Uh, oh, I'm at 12. And what's the number? I already, did, I already did the math for you. So you're on the under at 12 because yeah. the over under is at 13 and a half. Yeah. Um, I actually, my final four adds up to nine. Uh, so I am well under, uh, you and I are actually 75% of our bracket is the same. The only difference is you've got, um, UConn, I've got KU, um, and the under at 13 and a half is a minus one thirty-five. All right. I just want to, I wanted to put you on the spot with some of those folks. Those are tournament specials that are available uh, at DraftKings, all you got to do just look for the tournament special uh, uh, tag uh, up there at the at the top of your app or on your uh, on your computer if you're doing it. But there's some fun ones there. I love a lot of those, especially I love the over under one and a half for games going to overtime. That's one of my favorites. So, all right, I yield the floor now. I'm done with bonus time. I just wanted to put you on the spot with some fun. What else you got for Friday? All right, I got one play. It's a Team Huevos Parlay Play of the Day. All money lines, all the time. Uh, put this together at DraftKings. Uh, so all these teams got to do is win straight up. Give me Baylor in their matchup uh, against UCSB. Give me Xavier uh, in their opening round affair as well against Kennesaw State. Uh, Marquette in a 215 against Vermont. Uh, then give me UConn. I uh, love them against Iona. And this is where the rubber really hits the road. Will Memphis get the victory against Florida Atlantic? I said, hell yes. And again, I think they're going to win the next game against Purdue and make it when tasting sweetness for Penny Hardaway and company. So Baylor, Moneyline, Xavier, Moneyline, Marquette, Moneyline, UConn, Moneyline, Memphis, Moneyline, a cool plus 237. 
at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, we are out of time here on the Fade 5 Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly? It helps out our show immensely. Also, feed or follow us on the Twitter. Check out Luddy and all his spreadsheet picks throughout the entire NCAA tournament. I works in some hockey and maybe even get some NIT action as well. At Nate Lundy, mine at Noisy Huevos. For Nate Lundy, I'm Brad Evans. As always, feed or follow. That is up to you. See you in Vegas.